I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Randy Robinson here. And you know, uh, since the uh, Hamas attack in Israel, uh, I haven't really addressed this on the air, uh, but we do want you to know that we condemn all acts of violence. Uh, the 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 things that I've seen online and on you know some other podcasts and things are, are shocking, disturbing, uh, satanic, frankly, just just awful. Uh, and and we do stand with Israel as a democracy in the region. Uh, I would much rather be an Arab living in Israel than uh, a Jew living in Gaza, you know. Um, but we our, our hearts go out. Our desire at Life Outreach International is for all to come to Christ, Jew, Arab, whatever. Uh, that is our goal, and that is our message. We all need to be born again, uh, and that it only comes through Jesus Christ. That is the bottom line for us. Uh, and so that, that's where we stand. Uh, we don't do a lot of work in that region. Uh, our operations are more uh, across Africa, Southeast Asia, uh, and, and, of course, here in the United States, Canada, Australia. So I wanted to get someone on the program who could address this from a much better position, um, someone who is familiar with the region, someone who is vested in the region, someone who is evangelizing the the region and so i'm excited today to to have a gentleman he's the founder and president of an organization called transform iran his name is lazarus yegnasar uh, and he's going to talk about not just the work that they are doing uh and i most of us here in the united states were a little ignorant uh in, in a lot of ways but especially in some middle eastern things and when you look at iran um it there are so many people that are from there that don't currently live there. So when you talk about Farsi speakers, you're talking about people all, all over the region, all over the world, you know, here in the U.S. as well. So when you think transform Iran, it's not just one country. It's, it's a people group that are global. Uh, and then, of course, uh, there's the situation there. And uh, I, I'll, let, I'll let Lazarus, thank you for being here, Lazarus. I appreciate you being here today. It's my joy and privilege. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. I was gonna, I was gonna give a little of your bio, but I'd rather hear it from you. Uh, being born in Iran and actually serving uh, in the military, give us a little bit of a background uh, leading up to you eventually departing the country and, and heading to the United Kingdom. Well, uh, I was born in Iran, and at the age of six, I had a absolutely glorious vision of Christ very tangible, very verifiable, in a broad daylight. And I came to know Christ in miraculously, and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit with the fire. <laughs> and at the age of 11, I started to preach, and it carried on. I don't know what I was preaching. I went, <laughs> went to the suburbs of Tehran, to small churches, and preached my heart out to kids and teenagers. That's how my life started. And then my father used to work in the Bible Society. He used he worked there for 39 years. So we got pamphlets. This is the time of the Shah of Iran. Mm -hmm. Three pamphlets about prodigal son, the good news, the Good Samaritan, the Zabur Dawud, which is Psalms of David. 
We tried to distribute, but nobody was interested. Hmm. The time of Shah, there were 24,500 American servicemen in Iran. Uh, Bell helicopter, Hughes Industries, everybody was there. The com- economy was flourishing. Nobody was interested in the gospel. Nobody came to know Christ. Hmm. And then we prayed, fasted, prayed and fasted for people to come. In a good harvest year, we would see one or two Muslims coming to Christ. Hmm. Fast forward 43 years ago, we had the greatest evangelist in Iran arriving and dethroning Islam. This is Ayatollah Khomeini. He came and he gave an infusion of true Islam. And within a year or two, hundreds started coming to church. So this is the fast forward story of my life. That, that that that's amazing. I love the childlike faith involved there, and it's funny because in the <laughs> West we're like, wait a minute, you you didn't go to a Billy Graham crusade or, or walk down the aisle of a church to get to get saved? You know, like no, God does it how He wants to do it, and He raises up people how He wants to raise people. <laughs> well, up. I had the honor of being a translator when Billy Graham was preaching in Earth Court, London. Mm. There were sixteen language groups. I was heading the translation for Farsi, so that was as close as I got to. Amazing man of God, Billy Graham. Yeah, that's awesome. So when did you guys leave Iran, and why did you leave? Uh, we left Iran because of a prophetic message 33, four years ago. Uh, we felt that God is telling us, you know, you have to get out. Our business was flourishing. We had a wonderful company. Hmm. The church, as I said, hundreds started coming to Christ and being born again. We had amazing response. Uh, our prayers for years and years has come to fruition. Hmm. And then God says, get out. What does it mean? The leader of our ministry, the churches, Jamaat Arabani churches, Bishop Haiko Sapian, who was later on abducted from a street and butchered and murdered, mm. martyred by the Iranian government, he told us, no, 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 this is wrong. This is not God telling you to get out. I, I said, well, okay, we'll, we'll respect you. After two weeks, he came, he says, I don't know what deal you have cooked with heaven. God is telling you, you have to get out of Iran. Mm. So we got out and we said, okay, God, what now? And he says, okay, prepare an army to go back. Hmm. Why did we get out? I mean, we could have prepared an army. No, no, no. Well, God is always smarter than our small <laughs> brains, yeah. as dedicated and passionate as we are. And that's what we have been doing relentlessly with my wife. We started with two or three people. Now we have got hundreds of pastors and ministers and evangelists across the globe serving God together and collecting the harvest. I have a friend here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area who does a lot of work in Iran and and you know, the stories he tells me about the gospel, the underground church, uh, I mean, you know, if I watch the news, I think, you know, Iran is a terrible, terrible place to be, and they're going to, they're out to kill us all. But when I talk to people that are working behind the scenes with the church, I see revival. Do you see that? Oh, well, I see revival. We taste it. We eat it. We live in it. <laughs> I mean, the revival with all these dimensions of glorious dimensions is upon Iran because, you know, Iranians are dreamers. Hmm. And my Western friends all across the world, they tell me, how come we Americans, we Canadians, we in Singapore, we in Malaysia, we don't see dreams. I said, because the Bible from age to age is all about dream. That was the lingua parla. There was no iPad and iPod. God communicated with dreams, with Abraham, with Moses, with Daniel, with Joseph. And God communicates with dreams in the Middle East. And in any Iranian congregation, my dear brother, and listeners and viewers, if you ask, how many people have you seen a dream of a white man with a robe and beautiful robe and golden and says, I am Jesus, 95% will raise their hands. That's wild. That's why God communicates with their soul mm-hmm. while they're asleep. Uh, you know, and we, we try to make it formulaic sometimes, but you know, when Paul went to Rome, he used Roman reasoning. 
to reach Absolutely. them because that's how I reached them. So when, and when God goes to the Middle East, he the dreams I hear that over and over and over again. All right, yes, uh, and and I love it. And we we got to try to quit putting God in a box because he's he ain't gonna fit. <laughs> we just we need to say Amen. How do we help? Right. <laughs> um, so, but the, the situation going on right now um, in in the Middle East, and I think I think President Biden is there by now. I was watching the BBC last night, uh, and he was on his way to try to stop a ground invasion into Hamas by Israel. Uh, but boy, it just seems, and there've been times where it seemed like it was just all going to blow up, but I mean, it just feels like, uh, as you said, before we started a powder keg right now, what do you see? Well, we have been seeing this coming and not only prophetically, but pragmatically, practically 43 years ago, when the Shah was still on the throne in Iran, a cinema called cinema Rex was boarded up outside and gasoline put and 400 people burned alive in the cinema. Hmm. And they said the Shah has done it. It was the first ignition of a spark of Islamic revolution in Iran. 43 years ago, it was southwest of Iran in the oil refinery city of Abadan. This is what Islamic fundamentalists can do. Hmm. Uh, in the morning, I heard and I saw on the news when President Biden's jet had already landed. I saw that on TV hmm. and a hospital has been destroyed. Hmm. All the proof indicates that it wasn't a rocket from outside. It was a blow up from inside. And they say, why? Because for them, human life doesn't have much value. Hmm. Have you seen what they did in Israel? And I'm not condoning what Israel did or Hamas did or this and that. I'm not entering into politics. I'm entering into the validity and value of a human life. Yeah. There is no value for human life in these people. So what? how should the Christian approach that? Because, I mean, we, we, tend, to, we tend to approach uh, the Islamic movement, the extreme, you know, the violent side, with one of two things, which is either fear or with uh, a zero redemption policy, kill them all kind mm -hmm. of thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, you you portrayed it beautifully. You portrayed it beautifully. First of all, we have to understand their mindset, how it works. Our mindset, starting from Garden of Eden, is a God who respects our free will. A friend of mine years ago when I was a kid says, you know, when Eve started communicating with the demonic, with Satan, if God had just shown a little presence, he would have vanished into thin air. But he respected the choice that Eve was going to make him herself. And that choice, that dignity, that value of human freedom costed a lot. Jesus came down cross on the cross uh, because of that giving that free will there is no free will in islam it's subjugation now, we talk about islamic jihad do you know my brother and viewers and listeners what jihad means is struggle there is no peace why there is struggle because there is no validity and value for human dignity and human free will there is no free will it's subjugation free will starts from garden of eden free will is with adam and eve up to us Free will is to reject or accept what God has done through his son on the cross. But in jihad, there is no free. There is a struggle. And that struggle carries on with bitterness. And you see what has happened in the streets in Sweden, in Brussels, in London, yeah. you know, in New York, in Boston, yesterday, in the last few days. It's a jihad. It's a bitterness. It's anger. And I think this anger, only God can intervene to bring a peace. This peace with human efforts, whether it's brutality, whether it's retaliation, uh, it will not come. This peace needs a God intervention. And uh, my dear brother, what makes me sad is when COVID-19 or whatever this man-made plague 
came down upon humanity and millions died. I saw scenes which I had never dreamt before in Paraguay, Uruguay, Brazil, Argentina, Far East, South Africa, Australia. People are kneeling in the streets and praying. I tell you, a bigger plague is upon us. This jihad is venomous. What has happened in Israel will happen to everywhere. We need to combine our efforts and pray. And I invoke every listener and viewer to do 2 Chronicles 7.14. If the people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, I will heal their land. It depends on what is your land. I believe Israel is our land. Palestine is our land. It's God's land. It's his property. And this is God's people. And everyone needs to know Christ the Savior. Yeah, well, the, the whole earth is his, right, in the fullness thereof. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, interestingly, that was originally, that, that was to the, the Israelites, you know, the Jews. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I, the, I, the message I would have for, uh, you know, the Jews right now is, is just that, you know, you turn, turn, turn to God. I know many, many of them are, and we certainly stand by them. We had, you know, how far from London are you where you're at? Well, we live in Oxford, England now. Okay. Help me with the distance. I don't know how far that is from. It's about. It's less than an hour okay. from London. I thought it was Oxford fairly... is the center of universe. You know, you should. Right. Know. Right. No, <laughs> I I know it, but I just don't know the geography that well. Because yeah. it's about it's about one hour north of London. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah, I've only gone west because I go to Ireland. But um, yeah. so you you've had massive demonstrations in in London. Not so an hour from you, pro Palestinian. Uh, we've had some smaller ones here in Dallas. Of course, I've seen them in other mm-hmm. cities here mm-hmm. in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, how do, how should we look at, at that? Because that that looks to us like terrorists in our backyard. Uh, my brother, we have allowed this to happen to our cities. This is this is ashes, and once a wind comes and the ashes are blown away, and then the embers will start to ignite again. It can do great mayhem this is a bitterness but every one of them would like to have a machete in their hand and imagine if they have a machete what they will do they did it two years ago with just swords and machetes they killed and slaughtered people on london bridge yeah so i mean this anger and this animosity this jihad this struggle is a struggle within themselves within the muslims Mm. because they haven't come to know the truth which will save them you shall know the truth and the truth will save you i am the way the resurrection and the life. They have denied this. So my message for any Jew watching this, you can have an iron dome, you can have a titanium dome, you can have a golden dome. <laughs> this will not protect only God, Jehovah God, Christ the crucified, resurrected, yeah. and going to come back. He will save you. And to my Palestinian friends, there is no impartiality. There is no partiality. God is an impartial God. Mm-hmm. For them, a Palestinian life, a Jewish life, Armenian life, and an Iranian life. Mm-hmm. Is the same. Yep. God values human beings because he has created us in his own image. Yep. And I think the word is completely oblivious to what is going to happen. We are so close to an inferno. Mm-hmm. All you know is a trigger happy Hezbollah from southern Lebanon to throw a missile, not a rocket, a missile. Thousands will die. What will be the reaction? Again, Iranians haven't done it. They have gifted all these missiles. Gifted, trained, equipped, resourced, and are telling them to do this. It's a proxy war. No, it's not a proxy war. It's a direct war mm. where revolutionary guards participating. Well, that's interesting because our, our administration here, uh, and not that I believe anything they say, 
is telling us that there are, there's no evidence that Iran is involved in this. Is that, uh, is that your view? Well, if they want to have evidence, you know, evidence is written on the walls. <laughs> what do they expect? The evidence is it's 40 years. You know, this is the irony. Bangladesh is a Muslim country. Indonesia is the largest Muslim country in the world. Mm -hmm. India has got a huge Islamic population more than Iran. None of them says we want to destroy and obliterate Israel from planet Earth, mm -hmm. including Saudi Arabia. The only country for 43 years have been marching an American flag, an Israeli flag. Every school kid before going to school, every day of the last 43 years, say death to America, death to Israel. Mm -hmm. And every speech that the Ayatollahs make, they said, we want to obliterate Israel from planet Earth. This is the only country. You want evidence? Hmm. What evidence is required until they destroy humanity? You know, I mean, what evidence are we talking about? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, that we, it, it, it needs to be a wake-up call for those who are asleep in the West, for sure. I'm guessing that through your years of ministry, Lazarus, you have seen some of these... Um, jihadists some of these hardcore muslims uh you know with death on their mind vengeance in their hand come to christ have you seen some amazing seen many of them. <laughs> you've seen many of them what what did give me just give people an idea of the transformation that takes place and that can take place because this is hope we need not fear these people we they need they need christ uh and it just I know that what you've seen can offer us hope in the way that God yes. can change a life. Brilliant. I think there is a differentiation. The differentiation is not very fundamentalist, less fundamentalist. No, no, no. It's either practicing jihadist or non-practicing faking. I mean, the guy who doesn't, who does, you know, all sorts of opium and addiction and then boozing and all that, adultery, and then he says, I'm a jihad. That's a fake. <laughs> they do it for whatever reason. Right. But I know some Muslims. I have grown up with them. They were dedicated Muslims. They wanted to please Allah. They were ready to die. And some of them in the eight-year Iran-Iraq war died. They went on the minefields to protect others. They wanted to please Allah. Hmm. I know one jihadist when I was 14 years old, I met him. He was Paul on the road to Damascus. He was one of the jihadists I met and God saw that he's murdering people, but he's innocent. In his heart, he wanted to please Jehovah. And I have seen jihadists who were fervent followers of Allah. They did it to please him. Jesus says, hey, listen, I am the true God. What are you doing? Yeah. I can oh, tell yeah. you story after story, not one or two. So many of them in prison cells here and there, they met Christ as they were going to butcher Christians. Hmm. They met Christ. Christ is amazing. <laughs> he goes to the darkest places and the places that no one can penetrate. And no one can penetrate into the heart of a jihadist Muslim mm. except Christ, the Savior King. And not only can he, but he does, and he will. Uh, he does it, uh, and he does it today. <laughs> he does it today. And, and that, that is the hope. That is the hope of the world, uh, not just us individually, but that is the hope of the world. I want to show you uh, the website real quick. This is Transform Iran dot com transformeron.com uh, if you want to follow up on Lazarus's ministry support them in any way see what's going on you, you can always go check out that website uh, but I, I think in closing unless there's something else that I haven't asked that you want to you want to hit I would just ask how should we as Christians around the world uh, pray not just for Israel um, and Iran but the, but the whole region in, in which you're working I think 
a friend of mine I was talking today to in, in a friend uh, he's in ministry Iranian in United States he says either you are a Nehemiah or if you're not find a Nehemiah and stand shoulder with shoulder with him either you're a Nehemiah or you find a Nehemiah and stand shoulder with shoulder with him what does it mean we are Christians we are not Christians only by name we are not there only by salvation we are there for a purpose in John 4 15 16 my dear brother and viewers and listeners says, I have chosen you for a purpose. And the purpose is that we pray for salvation. We are there to be the tool, the hand of God, the eye of God, the ear of God. And I think what we should, how we should pray, we should not only pray for the peace of Israel or peace in the Middle East. We should pray that people meet Christ, Hamas people, Al-Nasar people, Jihadi people, Ahashd al-Shabi, yep. Hezbollah, Houthis, and also Jews in Israel, yes. the military. They need, this is about high time that they meet Christ. And if we combine our hearts, we get together in homes, whether it's in United States, whether it's in Dallas or Oxford, becoming small groups, I encourage you, I urge you, I, I, I almost beg you, this is high time, come together, fast and pray and say, God, reveal yourself. Mm. Reveal yourself to the military in Israel, to the Palestinians, to the Hamas soldiers, to people who are suffering. Reveal yourself, Christ the King. This is a very good time to reveal yourself. And I think God will listen to our prayers and God will respond and we'll see thousands being impacted by this message of love. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's not time to curse the darkness. It's time to light that candle and let it shine. Yes, yes. Lazarus Yegnazar, uh, Transform Iran Ministry. I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And also, very quickly, I would say, let's pray that the inferno will not ignite the whole Middle East. Hmm. Let's pray that God will stop the demonic who are trigger-happy and they would use the missiles to attack Israel because then we will face almost the Armageddon that we didn't expect. So, Christians, it's a high time to come together, go to pray, because God hears and answers our prayer. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yes, he does. Oh, okay. Hopefully some encouragement for you guys. You're watching the awful things on the news. And, you know, I appreciate efforts for peace. But as, as Lazarus says, there ain't peace coming without Jesus. And yeah. so I know our government officials are doing what they're supposed to do or what they think yes. is right. But the church is the only answer. Christ is the only answer. And Amen. we need to be shouting that from the rooftops uh, and then coming together in, in prayer. Um, we can, I do believe we can have an impact. Uh, it's not always visible, but Lazarus has seen some of the results. <laughs> those, those people on the road to Damascus that are coming to Christ. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, hit share if you want someone else to hear this. Uh, if you haven't liked or followed, please do that. And you can check out this website, Transform Iran. We'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live.